today on The Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. It has been about a year now since the city of Hamilton declared a climate emergency. You remember that headline? We talked about it extensively uh, when city council made that determination. But how's it going? Well, there was an update yesterday uh, that uh, was not very encouraging. It's been about a year and a half, actually, since Hamilton declared this emergency. And uh, I know COVID has struck, but nonetheless, uh, there have been an awful lot of people right now are concerned about the, the fact that the city seems to be dragging their heels uh, on some of the initiatives that they should have been involved in already. Ian Borsick is a local resident and activist and uh, one of the project coordinators. He joins us on the Bill Kelly Show to talk about this. Ian, thank you so much for the time. Glad you could be with us today. Thank you so much for having me on, Bill. It's great to talk to you. Well, you, you had a chance to, to talk virtually, of course, through city councils yesterday. Uh, maybe you could give our listeners a rundown as, as to what the concerns are, where we should be and where we are, maybe. Yeah, so, Bill, me and uh, my uh, executive director here at Environment Hamilton, Lin- Dr. Linda, Linda Lukasik, also delegated, along with um, John Davey, who is an uh, activist and member of the North End Neighborhood Association, as well as uh, local activist Cameron Kretsch. Um, and between me and Linda, on behalf of Environment Hamilton, we really wanted to communicate to council what we've already been communicating to staff privately um, and to our members and whoever will listen to us, really, um, is that we've, we've really lagged behind. Um, this is partially due to the pandemic, of course. Um, because of the pandemic, uh, the staff in the city of Hamilton who work on climate change efforts are technically public health uh, employees. Mm-hmm. So two out of the three individuals who work on climate change issues within the city of Hamilton were diverted away from those uh, from that work to work on pandemic response. Um, but on top of that, really looking at the report that we saw yesterday, um, we have a major concern that even if we didn't have the pandemic uh, and and we look at the delays that we've seen, which are, you know, about a year of delays, um, we're not really quite close to what the city needs to be at with regards to planning on climate action. And, and that's an interesting point on this. And I, I think people, I hope, can grasp what was going on and what should be going on here. Because uh, we get this. Okay, COVID has screwed everything up. We understand that. And, and, and the fact that they've reallocated staffing to this I, maybe is the only other option. I don't know. I'm sure that, uh, that you had that discussion with them yesterday. But the business of the city is still going on. And it's still working. Uh, and I know the goal a year and a half ago when the city council first talked about this was as that develops, uh, whether it's economic development, it's going to be growth, whether it's going to be building permits, uh, it has to be done through this lens. I mean, this is, this has to be one of the filters, what the, what the environmental filter. Are you comfortable that that is happening? We're not quite there yet. Um, so there's other cities that are able to do the work that we're demanding. Um, in within the city of Hamilton right now, we're sort of still in that pre-plan phase. Uh, we're looking at developing frameworks and and best practices. But while we're lagging behind and still talking about what you know what the best practice for planning is, um, planning staff are still moving forward with. Uh, you know, a growth plan. And we're not entirely sure if the climate lens is being applied to that. There's also, you know, very specific policies and projects that other cities have started to implement or at least look at the costs of. Um, And in Hamilton, we don't have that yet. So, for example, the city of Vancouver, um, right now, their city council is having a really robust discussion about how much to spend on what programs to help them reach their emission level reductions. While in the city of Hamilton, um, there are a lot of projects that, you know, in my opinion, would be low-hanging fruit that are easy to implement um, that we just simply aren't acting on. So, you know, with regards to urban expansion, there there still continues to be work on looking at expanding lands in the Alfreda area, which is what Dr. Linda Lukasik touched on. Um, 
But another example that is local is that here in Hamilton, for five years, we've been advocating for the city to develop a home energy retrofit program to help homeowners access loans to be able to, you know, improve their homes and reduce their hydro bill, which I'm sure is top of mind for a lot of people in Hamilton right now. Very topical, as you know. Yeah, Ian, the rates just went up this week. Yeah, and and funnily enough, back in June, the Federation of Canadian Municipalities announced a round of grants to help municipalities implement programs, much like what we've proposed. And Hamilton decided not to apply for that grant, um, but the city of Burlington did, and they're going to be implementing a pilot project within, you know, within the next few months. And to me, the irony of this is that the city of Hamilton and Burlington are joined together as part of the Bay Area Climate Change Council. Mm-hmm. That's right. um, and the, you know, uh, and Environment Hamilton is very involved with that effort. And I'm actually on an implementation team that exists in part because of uh, financial support from the city of Hamilton. Um, and right now we're discussing how can we get the city of Hamilton to do what Burlington is already moving forward on. Um, which again was, was pitched to city council and staff nearly five years ago and staff received direction to work on this. So, you know, that's just one example. But I think really what our major concern is, is that we're really lagging behind. Um, in our view, yes, the pandemic happened, but how do we ensure that going forward more crises that happen don't divert resources away from the pandemic? How can we ensure that the city staff who are, in our opinion, doing a really great job with the resources they have, um, how can we ensure that they're able to reach the outcomes that we want to see, you know? And right now, we're not in that space. And unfortunately, I'm not convinced that a majority of city council is uh, is on that same page with us. Well, i got a, I got about a minute left, but I, I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to get your, your perspective on what kind of commitment you actually heard yesterday. I, I, I know where staff is on this. I mean, I've talked to some of the people in planning and, and Jason Thorne and some others, and, and, and they get this. I understand. And, and they, you know, if they feel that their hands are tied because of COVID and they had to reallocate resources, well, that's something they're going to have to deal with because everybody, every city in the country is dealing with the same thing. And as you say, some are doing this better than others. But do you sense that there is a political commitment to continue this and to ramp this up to get to where we should be? I think there is uh, there's an interest, but there isn't quite that fundamental understanding that we really need to change the way we do things in a lot of cases. And it's not just about adding on, uh, you know, additional things and celebrating bike permits. When when the uh, climate emergency declaration was was made, that came along with uh, a commitment to targets of reaching climate emission, mm-hmm. uh, you know, emission target reduction. And right now, um, we don't even really have any targets. We don't have a plan of how to reach those targets or anything like that. And and that's where we should be right now, in our opinion. And compared to other cities, they're having a really robust conversation about about what level of commitment they're actually able to commit to financially. Um, but right now, that's not a discussion. Um, I know, you know, within the city of Hamilton, uh, certain departments are doing a lot of great work. You know, personally speaking, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the work that Public Works is doing. They've been really active on implementing good policies and doing research. But then there's other departments that are either doing things that are explicitly um, opposed to the end goals we're looking for, uh, but that's a result of, you know, council direction with regards to planning. Um, but, you know, I'm also not seeing the finance department really bring forward any proposals of, you know, forecasting modeling of how much these actions will cost. Well, and, we're going to have to, we're going to have to leave it If we're not going to be having these conversations, it's going to be really difficult to move yeah. forward on actually implementing policies that will benefit us and the environment. We're going to have to leave it there for now, but let's stay in touch about this and see just what kind of reaction you get. And uh, like I say, we'll judge council by their actions, not by their words, and see what's going on. Thanks for the time today, Ian. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Bill.
Take care. Ian Borsak, of course, uh, who's uh, involved with Environment Hamilton, one of the project coordinators for this. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.